we see young girls pulled from their home and dragged through the streets, when we see grandmothers being pulled away to children shot in front of their families, we are not all right when right here in the city of New York you have those who celebrate at the same time when the devastation is taking place in our city. This is a time for choosing. This is a time to mourn. You're listening to The Voice. The moral man is losing. The message. Forbidden lost for long. The creativity. Of the artist known as Five for Fighting. His name is John Andrasic. Are not. We are not. We are not. John, my friend, welcome back to this program. John, how are you? James, always a pleasure. I, I've probably done a thousand interviews, but never quite an intro like that. You are creative and awesome, my friend. John, first of all, once again, you have done it. I, when I saw the music video, first, folks, the music that you heard is so chilling and so gut-wrenching. You have, if you have not seen the video, you have to seek out this music video that Five for Fighting, that John Andrasic has done here. You must see this video. John, what we, I know what inspired you. The song says what inspired you, but how did you, when did you decide to do this and how did this come together for you? You know, I think we all were horrified by the atrocities of October 7th. I think for so many of us, it reminded us of 9-11 and, frankly, also the Afghan withdrawal, where we were seeing these images of just unimaginable horrors. But then the aftermath um, in the coming days and weeks and months, I think also kind of shocked so many of us. Maybe it shouldn't have, but the, the collapse of our institutions. You saw in New York City, your hometown, within 24 hours, thousands of people in Times Square celebrating the beheading of babies and rape and murders of women and kids at a concert and then of course in the media started kind of echoing hamas propaganda of course our college campuses our elite college campuses and i put elite in quotes i don't know completely um kind of rotted out with this anti-semitism and of course even in the halls of congress uh you have members of congress just the other day uh, rashida rashida talib refused to vote to condemn the rapes and murders of women um, at the Nova concert. So I think all that, James, kind of made me take up Eric Adams' 
a message that you heard at the beginning of that song when Eric Adams came out and said, look, something's really wrong. Uh, we're not all right. Uh, the culture is deeply damaged. And certainly it's nothing new. We've, we've, we've seen it coming for decades. But I think it opened our eyes, and that was really the impetus of me writing this song. John, it, it, you are becoming, it seems to me, uh, look, you, you are such a successful songwriter. And you could just very easily sit out these sort of controversies that happen across the, the globe. I mean, your mega hit, Superman, it's not easy, 100 years, the riddle, chances. You have so many songs that are, that just fit in to everyday life and, and you've become very successful. It seems over the, it, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems that you are being affected personally in ways that you have not been affected up until this time in your career. And your music is showing a deeper side of your own consciousness. Do you, do you want to comment on that? You know, I take no joy in writing these songs. I, I you know, I kind of... I'm annoyed when celebrities get on their soapbox and lecture to us about, you know, politics and world events. But, you know, look, James, you're, you're a songwriter. You know the history of music. Uh, there's been a history throughout, um, throughout music of, of people writing about the time. Certainly the 60s and the protest songs of the 60s uh, were very important to the culture. And I think songwriters have always had an obligation or need to speak to the issues of the day. And it's interesting, you know, so many people, especially with this latest song, you know, I, I get one question uh, when everybody asks me about this, this song, okay, and the question is, where is everybody else? Where are the other songwriters? Where are the where other Where is everybody else, John? John, yeah. where, is, where is everybody else, John? I wish I had a good answer for you, James. I mean, look, you know, we're talking in New York City right now, you know, 22 years ago, I had the honor of a lifetime to play the concert for New York, and every icon in music was there, um, you know, providing solace to New York, condemning the acts of Osama bin Laden. And here we are 20 years later, and we have these similar atrocities, and it's crickets, it's silence. And look, I talk to folks who know some of the, the, the icons in this business, and, and they say, look, we're, you know, they're scared. They're worried about their families. They don't want their concerts protested. And that's all true. Look, when Israel shared my video on their social media, I get it. I get there's a lot of people out there that are crazy, threats. But, you know, James, those arguments were the same arguments people used in 1938 uh, that led yes. to the Holocaust. And, and you know, the, the last image of my song is, and here we are in Black History Month, you know, is Martin Luther King basically saying silence in the face of evil is complicity. And I don't expect every artist to stand up and, and, you know, start screaming about condemning Hamas, but nobody. I mean, it's, it's, really, it's really a disgrace and a shame to this generation of artists, especially those of my generation who know better. Let me ask you about that, because, yes, your song has been embraced. Your song has talked to us about some of the experiences that you have had. Since this music video, it's more than a song, John, because this is a song and a movie. It is a short movie. I'm not even going to call it a music video. It is a movie because it grabs you just like the song grabs you. And, John, once again, 
I don't know how you pull these performances out of yourself. It is raw. It is beautiful. It is chilling. All of that. Talk to us about some of the experiences you've had since you released this. You know, it's similar to when I put out uh, the Afghan song, you know, Blood on My Hands, James, and also the Ukraine song. Um, you get thousands of emails. You know, I've, I've received thousands of emails from Jewish folks saying, you know, we feel abandoned. Um, nobody kind of feels our pain. Um, and, of course, you get a lot of folks who are angry with you. But um, just like those three songs, you know, all three of my songs are connected. You know, again, I, I never thought I'd write the Afghan song. I never thought I'd write the Ukraine song. I, I never thought I'd write this song. But they're really moral messages, right? Um, you know, it's, it's really about good versus evil. Even my song, OK, it's, it's not really about Hamas versus Israel. That's just the surface. It's about those who want to support freedom, human rights, and those who want to tear down um, tear down uh, this kind of generational um, freedom that we have. And, and you see that in so many of the bodies. You see that in the U.N., which is massively corrupt. But, you know, it's, it's humbling to get, you know, the responses. But that's not enough. Look, we see in some of the polling that we are losing our generation of children, our kids. From 18 to 24, more than half support Hamas over Israel. 20% say that the Holocaust never happened. 70% label Israel as an oppressor. James, we are losing our kids. And if we don't stand up, recognize that, and take action, we, we're going to lose this cultural battle for the soul of the world. And the way to do it, and James, you know it more than anybody, it's not through speeches, it's not through politicians, it's not through articles, it's through the arts. The arts are how you get to the kids. And if the artists don't stand up, I do feel we're going to lose this battle. I couldn't agree with you more. And that is always, you mentioned the 60s when, I, when we spoke. That is what drove, that is what drove the anti-war movement. The music, the music without, can you imagine what took place in this country in the 1960s and 70s when, when the Vietnam War was waging? There is no way that that movement would have been successful without the movement. There is no way that the civil rights movement would have been successful without the music. The music and the arts are what sinks into the consciousness of a people. And that is what persuades, helps to persuade, and the imagery. And that's, John, I so love what you do because your imagery stays with people. I've sent your video, the link to your video, which you can find on YouTube, and you have to tell people where they can find people. You have to see this video. I have sent it back, and the response that I got and the response that I get is people are shocked, and they are shocked at how deeply it moves them and affects them. And that is what real your art does. It affects people in their consciousness, John, and that is why it's so important, as you say, for the artist community to stand up and take a stand for what is good and what we know is good and to stop this 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 destruction that we see happening and it's not just in this course not just the anti-semitism you see it happening in so many different aspects of our daily lives you're so right look our kids have been taught that it's not about right and wrong it's not about good or evil it's about oppressor versus oppressed. This kind of wokeism, this this kind of brain virus. Um, you know, it's not about content of character anymore. 
Um, all of these things, I think, are related. And that's, um, that's why it's such, I think, a battle for the generation. And it's going to take generations to overcome. Look, you could talk about Gaza, where they basically train uh, little children since they're five years old to, to hate Jews. And, and, and the goal in life is to, to murder and kill that culture of death. But it's not just there. <laughs> it's here within our kids. Just look at just look at yesterday. Another uh, Harvard um, group posted um, anti-Semitic posters all over the campus and professors and boards. It infects every aspect of our culture, our media, our politicians, our businesses. And look, we've been burying our, our heads in the sand for a long time. And one day, the silent majority is going to become the silent minority. And uh, we all have a role to play in this, James. You, me, everybody, because um, it's going to take everybody. Um, hopefully, 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 my friends in the music business um, see that side of it and come to the right side of history. Amen, John. John, it's always so good to hear from you, my friend. Please come back. Please tell us, tell people where they can find your music video, John. Yeah, you can just go to Fight for Fighting on YouTube, okay, um, on Twitter, uh, John Andrasik, on on Instagram, Five for Body Music, and I really appreciate everybody sharing the video. You know, it's not about me. All the proceeds are going to organizations that fight anti-Semitism, and hopefully we got more projects to come, James. I, I look forward to coming, coming back and filling you in on some of the things we're planning. Any project you have, you be in touch. Yes, the answer is yes, John. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you, John, for taking a stand and for taking a stand in such a way that you will not be ignored. Thank you, John. Thank you, James. Take care, my friend. That's five for fighting, my friends. John Andrasic. Time for us to check in with Lou Dobbs on WABC Talk Radio 77. Still from